As they approached the great galactic fires and felt the massed warmth of the trillion suns, the two explorers died. Their vital circuits overheated and lost the superconductivity essential for their operation, and two mindless metal hulks drifted on toward the thickening stars. But before disaster overtook them, they had reported on their problems. Without surprise or disappointment, the mother world prepared its second attempt. And a million years later, its third, and its fourth, and its fifth. Such unwearying patience deserved success, and at last it came in the shape of two long, intricately modulated trains of pulses pouring in century upon century from opposite quarters of the sky. They were stored in memory circuits identical with those of the lost explorers, so that for all practical purposes it was as if the two scouts had themselves returned with their burden of knowledge. That their metal husks had in fact vanished among the stars was totally unimportant. The problem of personal identity was not one that had ever occurred to the planetary mind or its offspring. First came the surprising news that one universe was empty. The visiting probe had listened on all possible frequencies to all conceivable radiations. It could detect nothing except the mindless background of star noise. It had scanned a thousand worlds without observing any trace of intelligence. True, the tests were inconclusive, for it was unable to approach any star closely enough to make a detailed examination of its planets. It had been attempting this when its insulation broke down, its temperature soared to the freezing point of nitrogen, and it died from the heat. The parent mind was still pondering the enigma of a deserted galaxy when reports came in from its second explorer. Now all other problems were swept aside, for this universe teemed with intelligences whose thoughts echoed from star to star in a myriad electronic codes. It had taken only a few centuries for the probe to analyze and interpret them all. It realized quickly enough that it was faced with intelligences of a very strange form indeed. Why some of them existed in a world so unimaginably hot that even water was present in the liquid state. Just what manner of intelligence it was confronting, however, it did not learn for a millennium. It barely survived the shock. Gathering its last strength, it hurled its final report into the abyss, then it too was consumed by the rising heat. Now, Half a million years later, the interrogation of its stay-at-home twin's mind, holding all its memories and experiences, was underway. You detected intelligence? Yes. 637 certain cases. 32 probable ones. Data herewith. Approximately three quadrillion bits of information. Interval of a few years to process this in several thousand different ways. Surprise and confusion. The data must be invalid. All these sources of intelligence are correlated with high temperatures. That is correct. But the facts are beyond dispute. They must be accepted. Five hundred years of thought and experimenting. At the end of that time...
Definite proof that simple but slowly operating machines could function at temperatures as high as boiling water. Large areas of the planet badly damaged in the course of the demonstration. The facts are indeed as you reported. Why did you not attempt communication? No answer. Question repeated. Because there appears to be a second and even more serious anomaly. Give data. Several quadrillion bits of information, sampled over 600 cultures, comprising voice, video, and neural transmissions, navigation and control signals, instrument telemetering, test patterns, jamming, electrical interference, medical equipment, etc., etc. This followed by five centuries of analysis. That followed by utter consternation. After a long pause...